You're listening to an interview recorded at the ICE 2019 conference in Schaumburg, Illinois. Enjoy the program. Hey, welcome back to the Edutech Eyes, coming to you live from ICE 2019 in Schaumburg, Illinois. And we have the hot seat filled right now, so we're going to let her tell us who she is and where she's from and all that kind of good stuff. So here we go. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Lisa Burgoff, and I'm the Director of Instructional Technology at Highland Park High School, which is in Highland Park, Illinois. Awesome. <laughs> so uh, what brings you to uh, ICE 2019? Well, uh, lots of stuff we know, but we thought we'd let you yeah. tell us. I mean, this con- I've been coming to this conference for many years, and yeah. it's pretty exciting as my kind of journey with instructional technology has changed. So has my experience with this conference, but uh-huh. it's always been really fantastic. So years ago, um, you know, I would come and I would just sit in sessions and just absorb and take massive amounts of notes and go back to school, back to my classroom and just want to like try everything. My students were always like, what just happened? <laughs> um, and now I'm, I'm presenting and networking with people and still sitting in, in great sessions. But um, I feel like the experience of just interacting with other people who do what we do is so rich that uh, I still am going back to school with tons of great ideas. It's just coming in, in a different form. Yeah. yeah. Well, and isn't it amazing how, you know, you're the director of instructional technology, and for you, and uh, as you just said, you know, that's even evolved over the time you've been doing it, but for you that means, A, you get to talking to someone else, they have the same title, but for them it means B. And in some cases it overlaps, and in some cases not even close, and you get to talking to each other, and all of a sudden you're both going back to the classroom going, hey, this is what we're going to try today, kids, because this is what I learned. Exactly. It's one of the things that is so amazing about being in this role, because you come to a conference like this, people assume it's all techies. Yeah. And it's not. I just came out of a conference. I was sitting next to an elementary school teacher, and then the other side of me was a math teacher. Um, there are administrators here, and it's, you know, instructional technology is just about good teaching and using great tools, so there's something for everybody. Um, and, yeah, to your point, you go to a math conference, you kind of know what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at a conference like this, right, it doesn't, what your title is kind of doesn't matter because it's yeah. different everywhere. and. Yeah that's one of the things that makes it so cool yes yes absolutely so what passion did you bring to the hallway conference this year because you know every year we have something new and when we meet those people that we've seen on twitter and it's time to get that conversation going and we always have a new one so what is it this year what what's what's really got you excited or is it a carryover so uh in terms of what i'm learning here i really think that the whole piece about student voice is coming through so loud and clear and it's more than just You know, back in the day, it was like, have kids write on blogs. Um, And it's really coming through in such authentic ways. Um, So everything from having kids run your school's social media accounts to, uh, you know, having them connect with people, experts in the field using Google Hangouts, um, Flipgrid. I mean, there are so many new ways for kids' voice to be just amplified yeah. and and those are the experiences where we know that real learning is happening you you can't fake that right um, when it, when you have a group of students meeting with a you know a scientist 
they can't like phone it in. You can't just fill in C for every yes, answer. Yes, exactly, right. So watching the kids really make um, great connections and ask really good questions and, and learning about the new tools that we have for, for kids to be able to do that, I think that's kind of like the flavor that I'm that I'm taking away yeah. this yeah. year. Yeah. So to flip that around, what are you bringing to the teachers as your, you know, oh my gosh, you guys have got to see this, you know, presenting in your sessions? So my passion uh, is working with struggling learners. Mm. So I've been a, a, I was a special ed teacher for 19 years. Um, and for the last four years, I've been director of instructional technology. And what, what brought me down that rabbit hole, that technology <laughs> rabbit hole, was um, working with kids who have disabilities right. and seeing that technology really can make a difference. Mm. Um, but technology al alone isn't enough. So that's where I'm really passionate about universal design for learning. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm always interested to know, you know, teachers who haven't haven't heard of, of UDL, and right. it's a little bit of like, okay, here I go. <laughs> yes, yes. Now I'm on my, you know, I'm giving my elevator speech, but I really truly believe um, in my core that what we do for kids who struggle is going to benefit everybody. Yeah. So that whole idea of designing lessons for the edges, and and knowing that all of our students um, can succeed in that way. So it's not just throwing shiny tools at them, um, but using using the UDL framework. Yeah. Well, you know, how many uh, times do you, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, that's, we, uh, we, we were just at FEDC, and they have a whole track, you know, for, for special services. But we've seen, uh, in my career, I've been doing this a long time, we've seen a lot of tech, but I've seen um, actually um, special services push the tech industry, because, you know, that's really where we need it at the most. Um, but to me, like right now, AR and VR is going to change everything that's happening. Absolutely. And it's not just going to change students with special needs. It's going to change the classrooms across the board. And those special needs students are going to find themselves right alongside their peers in a one-to-one -one environment, universal design, and, and you know, handling it. So it's really interesting we're seeing that happen. And I think it's, it's really taken a huge uh, leap in the last three to five years. Easily, yeah. I mean, the technology's yeah. finally caught up with what we need. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. And back in the day, you know, we would have kids with disabilities and we would give them a giant clunky laptop uh -huh. that no one else was allowed to touch. And they didn't want to use it right. because it was weird and right. different. And now, you know, I'm at a one-to-one -one school. Every kid's got a Chromebook and no one knows what extra extensions they have. Um, oh, or yeah. what tools they're using, and they're able to participate in, in classes without having an adult. You know, nothing is less cool in a high school than <laughs> having an adult yes. sit next to you all yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, and to that point, though, you know, sometimes other students, you know, they're sitting around, they're, you know, and they're kids, so they talk, you know, but, you know, a, 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 um, a traditional student, a non, you know, a student who doesn't necessarily have quote-unquote special needs, sees a special needs student using a particular extension and goes, I want that. I want that. Yeah, exactly. Wait, yes. how, 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 how come your computer does that and mine's not doing that? What What is that? And, yeah. and you find, uh, you find, again, universal design. You, you find certain things that universally students love using whether they've got special needs or not. And to me, I, I think that is absolutely beautiful like you said you don't have this big clunky computer you know you're no different than anybody else but you may be using tools that 
everyone can use. Definitely, and actually, something that I did not foresee at all is, um, you know, we have a rise in students being diagnosed with concussions, mm -hmm. and I have more and more teachers and counselors asking, are there tools and you know extensions and apps that can help kids that are suffering from concussions? And there are a lot of the same same apps yeah. they yeah. kind of manifest in, in similar ways yeah. um, and so those are it's like a whole different group of kids and they're really finding it to be helpful yeah, yeah. so and social emotional I the amount of apps that are out there and, and pieces out there for, for that you know I, I we've we've seen one I can't remember the name of it I might have been at AESA back in December and it was really neat because it just said okay what did you do and you answer this is what I did and why did you do it you know and what could you have done instead of doing that Wow, you know, somebody goes, well, that seems like a pretty simple app. Well, but it actually hits something home that we're not doing or we don't have the manpower sure. to make happen. Sure. So you're right, it's really pretty interesting. Yeah. I think it, the world's changing so quickly. I don't know if you guys remember, I put in a Kurzweil system. Oh, sure. This will date me, late 90s, um, just for students with visual disabilities. Yep, with the and big it was, scanner. It was that size. Uh -huh. With the computer, you remember yeah. that. <laughs> and now I just take an iPad, you know, or... Yeah. Wow. So I, know. I don't think most teach edu these young educators, young educators <laughs> and kids, they don't realize where we've, the leaps and bounds we've made in education. Definitely. It's really pretty cool. Okay, so I'm going to change the subject again. Okay. Uh, everything Google. Everything Google. You love Google? <laughs> I'm wearing, so <laughs> this is my favorite shirt. I'm wearing, okay. it, this isn't good for a podcast because you can't see it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, but this is my Google accessibility shirt. So it says, it has Google on the front in um, sign, language, sign language and then on the back it's in Braille. Oh, cool. So, um, I mean, that's what kind of led me down this path to begin with. So mm -hmm. I, I used to um, teach a small group of students with pretty significant disabilities. Uh -huh. And just bringing Google Docs into the classroom, all of a sudden, I saw kids with autism who, with a pen and paper, would maybe write one and two words, were suddenly writing paragraphs and papers. And I'd be, you know, on the other side of the room on the same doc. And if they stopped writing, I would throw in a question in the comments area, or I would put in a, a sentence starter, and they would keep writing. Yeah. And that was, it was like the lights were turned on oh, suddenly. Yeah. And so that um, kind of led me to get Google certified, and um, I did the Google Innovator Academy yeah. um, in DC in, in 2017. And just, you know, I've had the, the privilege of being able to work with some of the folks at Google, and Everyone loves to beat up on Google because they're enormous, and um, you know, teachers at my school, when if they make a change, they're like, "Oh, Google." Yes. <laughs> um, but the the people that are working on their accessibility team are real people, yeah. and uh, just to see that they they the questions that they ask, they really want to make things better yeah. um, for our our learners with disabilities. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm all in. <laughs> we I, I moved our district to Google the moment they offered Google for Education a long time yeah. ago. We were one of the yeah. so it was like yeah I'm in, I get it, you get it. This yeah. is and now people get frustrated when tools don't have the same 
features, uh -huh. you know, their kids are editing a video and they all want to be on it at the same time. And it's like, no, you can't. Right. Yeah. But what do you mean? Yeah, what, like do you mean everyone what do you mean we can't? wants yeah. the Google Doc exactly. capability on everything they yes. have now. But the app developers are hearing it. Uh, we use a piece called Soundtrap, by yes, the way. Yes, I love Soundtrap. It, yeah. And they realized and went, hey, this is what we need to do. And it's wonderful. I was a band director for a oh, long, great. long time. So, you know, the music side of it was like, so the moment I show that to kids, I'll step in a library on a campus or a school and I'll go, and there'll be those kids that you know, are in here, the high school kids, junior high kids, check out this piece. And the next thing you know, they're checking out headphones and they're making loops and they're doing that stuff. And that's what it's about. Yeah. It's like, because then they start asking, okay, how do we post this to the web? And how do we write about it? And how do we market it? And how do we, yes, exactly. Right, Beautiful. right, right. Yeah. And once they get a little taste of it, and once the teachers see what the kids can do, mm -hmm. it's contagious. Yeah. Yes. You you just want more. Yeah. So once you've had, what you know, I, I always say, um, you know, we use this kind of metaphor at my school, you could dip your toe in the water or you could jump in the deep end. Everybody's getting in the pool. Yeah. So um, <laughs> once you once you get a little kind of, you know, what that feels like, yeah. you, you just want more. You, yeah. Yep. It's true engagement. You know, in, student engagement is not a unicorn. Like you actually yep. know, you you can actually see it happening. Yes, yes. We know, and that's we're talking about student voice. So one of our big deals is uh, you can't tell their story if you can't tell your story. And and we find that when teachers start to do that, when they see this happening, and they go, okay, I'm going to try out this sound trap or or Canva or what Seesaw or whatever it is, and they get real excited about it, then. It's like, I can't get enough of it and I have to share this. And I want to see us get to the point where we come to these educational conferences and everyone in the hall is somebody. You go, everybody's branded. It's like, oh my gosh, then that's the third grade teacher from Maine and there's the, you know, the, the science teacher from, you know. That's, yes, yes. That's, that's where we have to get to. My and husband we're calls that, that being edu-famous. Edu-famous, edu exactly. <laughs> that is great. Yes. But you know, think about that here. I mean, we know so many people walking up and down the hallways yes. from their online presence because they're edu-famous. Yeah, we're going to steal that from you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll, we'll put it in quotes and put a little tag. That's right. Yeah. Lisa okay, so um, if uh, our listeners want to get in touch with you and pick your brain and steal your ideas, what's the best way <laughs> yes, they can do that? Yes, take them. Um, Twitter, at Lisa Berghoff, okay. is probably the easiest way to do it. Um, also, lisa.berghoff at gmail.com awesome. is a great way to reach me, too, and it's one of my absolute most favorite things to do is to connect with other educators it's we learn so much from each other yeah, yeah great. awesome well thank so, you for coming on the show thanks so much guys thank this so has much. been great you've been listening to an interview from ice 2019 in schaumburg illinois thank you for listening